Hello, this is Richard Spangler. Welcome to Lions Voice Ministries. Uh, today's topic is the lifestyle of forgiveness. This is a very important topic for believers and non-believers alike. In our society today, there is very little forgiveness anymore. If you if you stand against someone or if you offend someone, people take it and they hold on to it forever. And this is a very destructive uh, part of dealing with life. And a lot of people give it that cursory, oh, oh, I forgive you, and then they walk away and say, well, I'll never trust them again. I'll never do that again. That is, you didn't forgive. Forgive unforgiveness. We're going to talk about this verse. Is a poison to your system. It releases toxic thoughts, toxic emotions, creates what you might say as thorns or destructive patterns in your brain. Uh, that it can be. It's a, it allows for emotional hijacking. Uh, stress chemicals are injected into every cell of the body, lowering our immune systems. Stress comes from hostility. It creates hostility, and stress comes from that. While it gets dubbed many names, it stress shrinks the brain, and anxiety drains mental life. Simply stated, stress flips your sh brain to shutdown mode or shotgun mode. Either you're you're shutting down, not thinking clearly, or you're you're blowing up and exploding. Your default you you default to ruts or triggers for future problems, because stress and unforgiveness mask as a killer. They st they, they they mask as a savior, but in effect they kill you. Uh, brain waves grind to a to a, a halt, and serotonin levels diminish. Uh, under the excessive weights of holding on to a grudge, which is unforgiveness. Uh, serotonin is important because it's aging the ability to focus, increases problems, problem-solving abilities, aids in, in learning and, and mood and heart health. Neurons in the brain release serotonin, and the levels of release of impact many behaviors. Low serotonin levels can cause anxiety, fear, self-pity, insomnia, and stress and depression. So you've got all these things being created by unforgiveness. You build strongholds in your mind when you don't forgive. One of the things I, I have, as I have studied this, unforgiveness, it shrinks your brain, so therefore, and it shuts down your brain, so therefore you're opening yourself up to brain diseases like brain cancer, your um, Alzheimer's, dementia, all those things stem, uh, I believe, stem from uh, uh, unforgiveness. Because you're destroying your brain, you're destroying your functions, you're destroying your body at the same time. So unforgiveness is not for the for the person who offended you as much as it's for for you. It's for you to get rid of those negative emotions, those negative feelings, and those negative thoughts, so that you can be set free. Uh, Louis B. Smeads wrote, "To forgive is to set a prisoner free and discover that prisoner was you." Clean up, cleaning up the memory allows for healthy memories to flourish. When you forgive, the, ver the very chemical structure of your brain changes from negative to positive, affecting your entire thinking and memory building process, according to Dr. Carolyn Leaf. Forgiveness literally off alters the brain's wiring, away from distortions brought about by the past, and uh, beyond fears that limits the futures. It leads, it, it, it leads to 
takes you from misery and broken promises to wellness. It builds new neural pathways. I mean, there the benefits go on and on and on, and to physical and emotional and spiritual well-being. All of these things add up to a lifestyle that you need to be aware of, that you need to walk in and understand that you're when you forgive someone. You 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 release yourself. You release the others. God says, you know, we're we're to treat others as we would be treated. We we must forgive. Research indicates that the, the depressed people who feel unloved are fifty percent more likely to get cancer. Scientists might call this social bonding to the brains. We call it we're wired for love. We're we're wired to experience love. We're wired to experience love and forgiveness. Research shows healthy changes in the nervous, immune, and hormonal system, as well as in the brain and in the heart through genuine love. And you can't genuinely love someone or be loved when you've got unforgiveness. The heart creates hormones that includes adrenaline, oxycodone, the bonding hormone, and these hormones affect the brain and our emotions. It's amazing. Chemicals and hormones that are released heal your brain and affect your entire body to those giving and those receiving research shows that smiling a lot helps rewire the circuitry of the brain and helps you have a positive attitude well uh well that was from dr caroline leaf well what will take the place of we genuinely have love care and concern there is no fear according to john 1 4 18 there is no fear in love but love cast out fear because fear hath torment he who fears has not made perfect love god is love first john 4 8 and 16 researchers have found when praying the activity in the area of the brain called the acg increases with which turns on the increases the insensitivity of feelings towards others they found that meditating on god's love and praying intensely strengthens the neurological searches and allows us to have and allows us to have compassion towards each other it's amazing that this is so true so you have the scripture says in romans 8 you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves instead you receive god's spirit where he adopted you as his own children and we call him abba father now how do we change how do we get around our brain and our anger and our frustration and our unforgiveness the scientific fact is our brains are changing constantly the amazing things is we have the ability to direct the change for good within four days of beginning to correct the way you think you can begin to reversing brain damage that have been that you've done for years years of damage is is reversible your choices will determine the type of memory that you build and your emotional health so you have a you have a chance to to, to redo the brain is constantly changing unlearning and learning you have the power to make it change the way you want to uh, a neurologist Santiago Raman Kaja forgive me if I mispronounce it every man if he so desires, becomes the sculpture of his own brain. Uh, Dr. Carolyn Lee says you can change your brain structure actually by the way you think. Our brain can rewire, rewire itself upon environmental inputs. After 21 days, you can change the whole circuitry of your brain. We've all heard that you know the 21-day challenge, doing things that are that are um, 
important. We're wired to do that. We are wired to make these decisions. And we, we have the choice. In Romans 12, 12, it says, Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable, perfect will of God. Philippians 2, 5 says, Let this mind which was also in Christ be in you. You must have the same attitude that Jesus had. Now, it's, 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 it's a choice. It's a choice. First Thessalonians 5.23 Now may, may God himself, the God of peace, make you pure, belonging wholly unto him. You may be your whole self, spirit, soul, and body be kept safe and without thought when our Lord Jesus comes. Whole or wholeness means complete in all respects. Restore the soul in Psalms 23. Three says restore is show, which is recompense, recover, or deliver to bring back. So you're looking at a bringing back of the way you're supposed to be. Psalms one through one one through three says, "Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scornful, scornful, but delights in the or his delights are in our values or desires are in the law of the Lord and the law doth he meditate this process of thought impulses accepted day and night and he shall be treated like a tree planted by living waters and bring forth fruit in season his leaf shall not wither and wherever he goes he shall prosper Einstein said the world we have create the world we have created is a product of our thinking it cannot change without think changing our thinking so all this comes down to we have to decide whether we're going to forgive or not forgive. We have to decide where we're going to stand on this, whether we're going to do what God says and get rid of the negativity in our lives and get rid of the negativity in our brains. And I'm not talking that cursory, oh, I forgive you, and you go away and you say, <laughs> no. Forgiveness is a process, and you have to choose it. The good thing is the brain renews itself every night. When we go to sleep, the brain cleans itself out. And whatever we're meditating on, whatever we hold on to, the brain stores that. So you're building up strongholds when you have unforgiveness, and you don't deal with those things. And you tear down strongholds when you forgive and let things go. And so you have to start with that, with those, with those processes, that unforgiveness, that's creating bitterness and anger and resentment in you. And we've seen it happen so many times. Um, these mass shooters, most of them have issues with people they don't forgive, they don't let go, and that builds up into their brain until it until it overwhelms them, and they go and do something. Their emotional triggers are triggered so rapidly and so hard. And, and, and the flight or flight kicks in and, and they, they feel threatened and they, uh, they lash out. We have to learn the art of forgiveness. And forgiveness is not just saying, oh, that's okay, or I forgive you. Forgiveness is making a conscious effort to forgive. And I like to say, if you still have, if you think about something and you still have the emotions that well, what happened, with that person, and you still have that emotions rising up in you, then you truly have not forgiven. And you have to ask God to help you to forgive. Remember, forgiveness builds up in areas. You know, we, we, we like to say that we've got our closets that we go, don't go there. Those closets are areas of unforgiveness. 
whether you want to admit it or not, those closets are areas of unforgiveness. And you're telling God, don't go there. And God's saying, I want to go there. I want to touch that area. I want to help you. I want to heal you. Ask. So the best thing I can tell you to do is when you have unforgiveness and this thing comes back up, go, Lord, I choose to forgive. Help me to forgive. Because God wants you to forgive. He wants you to be healthy. He wants you to be whole. He wants you to forgive someone else so that you can be forgiven. When you hold a grudge, you're not you're you're not you're you're holding them captive, and you're holding your cap you're you're captive, yourself captive. Unforgiveness creates creates captivity, and you begin to wall yourself off. You build strongholds that have to be torn down, and those strongholds get to a point that they overtake your spirit, they overtake your soul, and when when you say God fill me up, God can fill you up only so much that you have open if you've got areas that are closed off by unforgiveness and, and, and it's a sin and you've got you've got areas that you've closed off then God can't fill those areas because you're saying no to those areas but when you say Lord I choose to forgive help me to forgive you open those areas up for God to come in and heal you to change your brain your, your your impulses to change the memory so that when you go back to that it, you may it may take four five ten times depending on how serious the Ill, the offense is to forgive that person of that offense every time you bring it up if you still got emotions there tied to it that are anger and bitterness and resentment you have to go God I choose to forgive help me to forgive it's a process it's a process of tearing down the strongholds, of tearing down the anger, the bitterness. It's the process of, of in the brain, releasing the right chemicals, releasing the good stuff, and getting rid of the bad. But you can't do it by yourself. You have to have God's help. God wants you to forgive. He says it over and over again, forgive. He told Peter, Peter came to me and says, how many times do I forgive someone? Seven times in a day? And Jesus said, 70 times 7 in a day. Now, Peter was trying to be smart because the, the, fair, the, the teaching of the day was forgive three times. So he figured he'd double it a little more and he'd be okay. But God, Jesus said 70 times 7 in a day. And if you look at that, that if you compute it out and then take the number of hours and divide it out, you literally, the person would have to offend you. You would have to forgive them. And it's impossible. It has to happen like every three minutes. No sleep. No eating. Every three minutes they have to offend you. I think it's about every three minutes you have to. He has. They have to offend. You have to forgive. And you can be angry for a minute, then you forgive, and it starts all over again. You figure seventy times seventy. You can seventy times seven. It's four hundred ninety times in a day. And that adds up to a. Uh, so forgiveness is not an option. God is saying, forgive. It's for your health. It's for your wholeness. Now, I've experienced this myself. Years ago, when I was growing up, um, I have a, an issue now that we found out much later. It was cerebral palsy on my left side. And I would hold my hand a certain way. Well, the doctors misdiagnosed it. And they told my mother it was a habit. Now, I have, I have two older sisters, an uh, older brother and two younger brothers. And he told him to tell the family, anytime they saw me holding my hand in my arm a certain way, to slap me. 
mom came home and told my my siblings every time they saw me doing this thing to slap my hand well you you give five children a chance to slap their brother they gonna take advantage of it and I pushed down the anger and resentment I also pushed down that I couldn't help myself I couldn't let go of it. I was having this issue. I was told it was a habit and I could break the habit and they were trying to help. But at the same time, they weren't exactly slapping a light slap. And that caused a lot of resentment and bitterness and anger to build up in me. And my my mother saw, saw that it wasn't working after about three or four months and she stopped it. She said, no more, we're not gonna do this anymore. It's not working. Thank God my mother had insight. But the damage was done. I didn't even realize how much anger and bitterness and resentment I had until I came to know the Lord years later and God began to work on me on forgiving those who had abused me and forgiving the doctor for misdiagnosing. So I had to work through that. I had to work through all of us to forgive my mother because she gave permission for my for my siblings to slap the crud out of me. And they did. But I had to forgive them. And it affected our relationship for years until I forgave each one of them. Finally working through it with God's help, I would have to go back and say, Lord, help me to forgive John. Help me to forgive Sydney. Help me to forgive Ann. Help me to forgive Buddy. Help me to forgive Linda. Help me to forgive my mother. And then finally, the big one, was a, the two big ones was, God, help me to forgive me. Because I was blaming myself, I was building up unforgiveness in myself, and I had to say, God, help me to forgive me. And then finally, I realized I was angry with God, and God doesn't need forgiveness, but I had to go, God, I forgive you. This is the powerful release of things that we need. This releases, this changes your heart. This changes your mind. It changes your soul. It changes the health of your body. It changes you in so many ways. As unforgiveness destroys, forgiveness brings life. It causes the brain to, to expand. It causes you to think clearly. It makes synaptic connections grow. It does a lot of physical good for you it releases you from the past it releases you from anger and it breaks the chains off and sets you free now I'm not saying what is what the other person did is right or wrong that's not for us to decide but our call is to forgive and and God says you know you, you, in, 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 in the in the Sermon on the Mount he says you know treat others you know the golden rule treat others as you would want to be treated so you're wanting to be forgiven you've got to forgive them if you want to be loved you got to love so here's the choice either continue in unforgiveness and slowly destroy your brain and destroy your body and destroy everyone around you or forgive begin to tear down those walls those barriers begin to recreate your brain begin to cause it to blossom like a like a garden with good fruit and good neural connections and good 
everything good coming out of it. And that's what God wants for you. He wants He wants for you to walk in unfor, in forgiveness, so that you can that you can have all the good things that God has for you. And that when when you say God fill me up, those places where unforgiveness is he's, is not going to be there. He's going to pour into you more than you could ever imagine. Greater, greater, deeper, deeper, deeper inflowing. Of the, the more you're filled up with him, then the more forgiveness flows, the more love flows, and you move beyond the things of the past. You let go of the things of the past. We've seen the things of the past destroy many people. And it can destroy you if you don't forgive if you don't let go and that's what God's saying when he's saying you know don't look behind look forward you're running a race look forward Paul said it we look forward we look to the price that's ahead the high calling of God but if we're chained and dragging the weights of unforgiveness behind us it is so much harder to obtain what God's called us to be first of all the sin unforgiveness is that sin thing you know it's there it hurts but as you let it go as you begin to go into forgiveness and let God forgive you because that's what Jesus did when he came he said I have come to forgive I have come, I have not come to condemn I've come to forgive that's what we're to do that's what we're to be about is to forgive let me pray for you Father God, we come before you now, my brothers and sisters, and those who may be listening for the first time. Lord, let them, help them to grasp the concept of forgiveness. And Lord, help them to reach out to you to get that help, Lord, to say, Father, help me to forgive. I choose to forgive. Help me to forgive. And Lord, help them to forgive. Help them to tear down the walls that have been built up in their lives. Lord, minister to each one. And Lord, as you bring it back to them, Lord, it, whatever, however long it takes, God, if it's layer upon layer that has to be peeled off and done away with, Lord, then do it. Lord, help them to forgive. Even the most grievous thing, help them to let it go. That they will be set free. And they will be free indeed. Lord, we thank you for this time. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise God. If you've been enjoying these these times of teaching and would like to support this ministry, you can do so by through the Cash App. Just go find uh, my Cash App is uh, the dollar sign, capital R, lowercase I-C-H, capital S-P-A-N-G. That's Rich Spang, dollar sign Rich Spang. And you can contribute there, and it would be a great help to the ministry. Or you can go to Amazon.com and purchase my books. Uh, the first one, Adventures in the Spirit, a series of prophetic visions. And then the other one, The Covenants and the Fire. And I hope this continues to be a blessing in your life. Uh, we, will, we will be talking soon. God bless you. Bye-bye. <laughs>